Hello everybody and welcome to the Australian Seller Podcast. My name is Chris Thomas and I'll be your host and this is the show where we talk about all things Amazon and e-commerce, whether it be private label, wholesale, dropshipping and how you can generate a recurring income either on the side or as a full-time gig. And welcome back to another episode of the Australian Seller Podcast and today for about the millionth time I'm welcoming <laughs> Regina Peterbergsky back to the microphone, back to the studio, back to the podcast. Regina, how are you going? Yeah, I'm doing really, really well, and I'm not going to take up a lot of uh, a lot of time here because I want to hand over a couple of amazing interviews that I did in uh, a preview of our event, which is coming up oh, in ten days' time as we <laughs> record right. this. So yep. you better you better publish this uh, this episode pretty quickly. I'm trying to get it out today. <laughs> <laughs> so that big Friday. Um, um, yes, and what's so, the event, Regina? What's the event that we're oh, holding? Oh, the event. Uh, mm-hmm. In case you not sure about is the Amazon Collective Mastermind Retreat. It's our third one, but our first one offshore in the beautiful Ubud in Bali. So we're staying at an awesome resort and Mm. we've got um, some amazing, um, not only VIP guests, but also sellers from all over the world that are coming Mm. to partake of uh, working on their business and growing their business in a very conducive environment to learn, study, implement, and most importantly, meet others who are in similar stages. So we're really, uh, really excited for everybody to level up their game of, uh, irrespective of where they are in their Amazon business right now. So that's the event. It's going to be amazing. I think we've got one one room uh, left. So if you're listening to this and you want to jump in, uh, we have one spare, and then after that, if we have more, then Chris is moving out to somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. Um, yeah, one of the attendees, I won't say who, uh, has been chewing up their EMDG grant. So if there are any Australians out there that have got some you know, some government money from a grant burning a hole in their pockets, then uh, this is a perfect opportunity to uh, oh. To, what a great idea because, uh, of course, that this, money. this is a, a business expense, a, a very legitimate Absolutely. business expense. So, yep. yeah, awesome. And it's export-focused, all that stuff, so it's perfect. Yeah. Perfect. And yep. then the, the reason that I wanted to chat with you today is because I did record a couple of episodes for my podcast with mm-hmm. uh, Leo Scovio and Kirsty Verity, who are two of my mm-hmm. favourite people in the space. And my news is my Women on Amazon podcast, I Am Retiring and rebranding. So watch the space as to what that's yep. going to turn into. Uh, but I didn't want those conversations to to lay to waste, so to speak. So uh, I did want to have those conversations heard. And who better to have them heard by than the Australian seller uh, listeners? <laughs> <laughs> that's right. <laughs> They're the best listeners in the world. So we love we love them. Uh, that's awesome. So we're going to be well. This episode is actually going to be uh, hosted in a lot of ways by you, Regina, uh, by with me? your, your so, fantastic interviews. That's right. So uh, that, that's it's, it. as I said, it's a special interview. You won't be hearing much of my voice in this one, uh, but you will be hearing a lot of Regina. And I think it's a fitting end to the Women on Amazon podcast and two fantastic guests that uh, you've been able to interview in the last month or two, uh, and then to wrap that up uh, here and. I, yeah, it's a great honour. Well, <laughs> so, as I said, well I, I really, I really wanted them to be to be heard these these conversations, um, and as I said, like you've got the the audience for it, who I think would appreciate uh, these conversations with Kirsty and Leo. So, um, 
you are listening to the Australian Seller Podcast, so you'll need to ignore my uh, my little uh, Welcome to the Women on Amazon podcast uh, intros. <laughs> you know <laughs> what will happen episode. though, don't you? Everybody's going to... Everybody's going to listen to this episode with you, and they're all going to go back and listen to every single episode that you ever recorded, ever. That's and fine. I'm not, sudden, de- we- <laughs> I'm not deleting anything. All of those episodes are still uh, available for people to listen to. You're more than welcome. There's some great conversations. I think there was 65 or 70. I don't even remember. So not nearly as many as you've done. Yeah. But there's a few conversations in the back that are, are worth listening to, and they're never going to go away because I am uh, keeping that podcast. It will be rebranded to cover topics that are of more interest to me now uh, than yep. uh, when I first started that podcast, what, three years ago now. So, you know, things change. Yeah, they do. That's right. People change, yep. things change, interests <laughs> change. So yep. let's get on with today's episodes, <laughs> plural, with uh, Regina Peterbergsky, Leo Segovio, and of course, Kirsty Verity. Amazon podcast, and I'm joined today by an old and dear friend of mine. We haven't seen each other for a while, Mr. Leo Scovio, who has been traveling all over the place and winning awards as best speaker at a couple, I, I believe. So great to see you and and uh, and chat to you again, uh, Leo. Hey, Regina. It's great to see you again, actually. It's very true. Like the first time I think I met you was 2016. 2016 uh, in Mexico. Yes. That's right. Yes. Yes. We saw each other a few more times since then. But then uh, COVID came, you know, and then um, I think, you know, that was probably 17, 18, the last time I've seen you in person. I, uh, I think maybe 19 at uh, Silicon. Did I yes. see you at Silicon yes. 19, maybe? That's, that that's was... Right. Right. Possibly the last time, but but yes, it feels like a a, a generation ago. Uh, but 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 yes, it's always so fantastic to connect with one of the uh, the OGs of uh, right. of the Likewise. of the space. Um, so for people here who are listening who may not have heard of you, and I don't know how they could possibly be, but there may be some. Um, can you tell me a little bit about um, what you're doing these days? What you have been doing? Um, about your brands, your businesses, you know, who's Leo? Mm -hmm. For sure, I'd be happy to share more about myself for those that uh, are listening that don't know me. So I've been in the space since 2007. Um, Did always e-commerce, first as an SEO and then went into the PPC space, mainly with Google. Uh, But in 2015 is when I started selling on Amazon. And um, at the time, I got right away into the private label uh, business. So I launched a beauty brand uh, that was back when I was I used to live in Canada. I, I had just moved to Miami, so that's in oh news. oh you're oh you're not in Canada anymore. Okay, <laughs> not, not anymore. No, it's tired of the cold okay. weather. So I came here oh, okay. and <laughs> I am right now. Yes, and so since then, I just um, tapped into these super competitive niches. I would say you know like the beauty supplements. Um, one of the most recent products that I launched is a card game actually for kids. So I wanted to um, kind of branch out and, and see uh, what else is out there. So uh, with my partner, we, we came across this uh, opportunity and uh, we developed this game, uh, which was invented by my, my partner's wife. 
And um, right now we're doing actually quite well with this game. And um, so I, I, I love, you know, probably, you know, I'm working also on a software solution, but uh, I believe that as a software provider, you need to also know how Amazon works and continuously sell uh, on Amazon yourself. Otherwise, you will know what sellers, uh, what kind of pains the sellers go through so that you can solve it potentially with the software. So um, in a well, nutshell, well, that's exactly. what I've been uh, up to. And technology is my passion. So I always try to innovate from a technology perspective. And this goes also back in 2008 when I worked with Viral Launch as head of innovation, uh, helping Casey Goss at the time. Uh, That's right. I remember. Keyword. Yes, I remember Casey. Yes. And I think I was one of his very first users of Viral Launch when Viral Launch was still uh, white hat. <laughs> right, right, right. It was yep. a good tool. It was definitely yeah, one it, of the top three at the time. At, at the time, absolutely. Yes. Yeah, so, because that's that's one of the things that I know about you is you've always been, you know, at the cutting edge um, of you know launching and 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 ranking strategies. Um, and I know that yeah. you know back in the day, um, some of them were a little bit on the edge. Uh, but of course, you know, Amazon <laughs> changes its rules, and and a lot of the things that we were able to do in two thousand sixteen, two thousand seventeen, even eighteen, you know, we're not able to do now, which is which is fine. And so so we pivot, and so we've gone from you know some of those launches to what is it that you're finding is the current uh, best practice and most um, useful uh, and uh, way of of launching products. You said you've just launched your card game so what did you use what strategy did you use to to get that launched and ranked yeah yeah so um for us with the with the last game that we launched i think what worked very well was um first of all like obviously um i don't want to sound like uh the rhetoric here but um knowing the right keywords is very important right so we went after um the keywords that we knew we could own based on the competition um and um and so when i say that i'm referring specifically to people like competitors that are actually using the keyword in the title um so by uh, analyzing uh, the competitors very 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 well i knew that there was um I would say a piece of the pie that was in, that was there, you know, left for me to um, eventually eat. So there was a pretty decent market share, um, and so the first thing that we did, we optimized. Uh, we we first of all, Regina, one of the most important thing was actually um, figuring out who was the persona uh, of my potential uh, product. Right, uh, that's something that I, I will share actually at your event. Um, in Bali, but um, this is one of the most important kind of like factors for me now when I choose the product yeah. to launch. And that's um, one of the things that a lot of sellers forget is they think about the product and they forget about the buyer, right? And that's something exactly that, that that's, that's exactly what I was yes referring to. And um, the reason why I think this game did very well for us is because we had multiple personas that we could target instead of just one. For example, you're selling a face serum, and most likely your persona uh, or your buyer is a uh, woman, you know, 35, 40 plus, um, looking for, you know, to, to rejuvenate her skin, whatever the, the you know, the, the, um, uh, the product is that, you know, is trying to solve, right? Um, so in that case, you know, it's either 
that that persona maybe could also fit a male audience, right? But more or less, that's really what's going to buy your product. It's quite a narrow, when you're looking yeah. at this other type of right. Um, for example, in our case, like a card game, we identified four four different personas. You know, the parents, two people, the grandparents, two more. Right. So if if we were going to target and optimize our product, we could go after the parents or the grandparents. And now imagine like during holidays, for example, that where you have a peak, you could potentially target all of them because they're all searching for different kind of keywords, right? So especially if you leverage PPC. And so right now, when we're looking for new products, we definitely look at that. You know, how many how many people can we target? How many potential buyers, right? Profiles. Um, so that was number one. Optimizing the listing was step number two after we found, we identified the persona. And um, we, we, you know, didn't do like the old days where you do a lot of giveaways, right? We knew that with the keywords, yes. with the search query reports, brand analytics right now, you can be very, very specific um, about the number of units that you necessarily, uh, that you need to uh, give away or through, for example, a search one and buy campaign in order for you to take over the you know top three spots, right? Especially during so are your you still, are, still, are you still using a search find buy campaign? Because I know a lot of people have, have stopped doing those. And 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 what yeah. sort of, are you doing? Hundred percent giveaways, or you know what what you know? How are you structuring those? So we stopped using um, modified URLs. Because right. Amazon told us yeah. a couple of years ago that that was against the TOS. So we no longer send traffic to Amazon using a super URL or any of that. But uh, we try whenever we can uh, to send traffic to Amazon um, using certain keywords or words. So we, we try to explain to our customers that's how they find the product, right? So whether that includes the brand name with the keyword or just the keywords if we rank on page one. But we, we still try to uh, s- somewhat... Um, let the algorithm know that that's you know the keyword that we want to eventually like rank for, um, which as of now is still probably the most effective way to rank um, or, or drive rankings um, on Amazon, right? And so then once we so, get so to, have a, hold on, uh, hold on before you before you before you move on. And so, what sort of coupons are you giving them a? a you know, a free product or are you taking a 50%? You know, what, what kind of coupon codes are you giving these people? Yeah, so right now we are at the beginning. We're not doing any coupons. Uh, we right. just do full purchase. The reason why we do full purchase is because uh, we learned that the very first week of the product launch, selling at a full price is very, very, very important because right. that would basically place you in a bracket that is where Amazon uh, learns where you should be potentially uh, be ranked, right? right? In fact, if you, if, you, if you notice, sometimes people reduce or increase the product after launch yes. and they lose yes. rankings, right? Correct. And that is because Amazon knows that based on this product price, based on this price point, right, uh, and the conversion rate, you should be ranking, you know, position 15 given all the other competitors, right? Com- conversion rates. And so what we do, we start, uh, for example, at $29.99, right? And we generate sales at full price. Right. The reason why we do that is so that when we add a coupon code or where we discount the price, we have the strike two price, right? 
right? Right. And now we right. have a lot more leverage because at twenty nine ninety nine, if we reduce the price to let's say fourteen ninety nine. We, we we show a 50% off. 50%, 50% off yep. compared to a 20 or 30, it's a huge discount, right? And so that looks really appealing on the listing. And that's what drives the conversion rate um, high or up, right? So that's really, uh, like, I mean, we touched on a few things. Your question was very simple. Like, what are you doing these days? So I'm giving away yeah. a whole opinion. <laughs> yeah. um, no, but the combination okay. of... Yeah, launching at the right price point uh, with a good optimized listing, and then a week to reduce the price um, and start influencer marketing campaigns. That's what right, really okay. uh, helped us to take off. Okay, I remember so, we so, were doing. So, you, so you're starting your influencer marketing not in the first week. You're starting at sort of second or third week uh, once you've already got some some traction on uh, on Amazon. So, yes. who is buying in that first week at full price? What are you? What are you doing there? That that's the secret sauce, right? Because I know yeah, we, so used to, we used to have the the you know the chatbots to, that was doing that, right? That that's mm-hmm. what I used to do. Uh, that's what I used to teach people to do. Was we had the whole you know rebates, the chatbots, you know, give people instructions. So not doing that anymore. What are you doing to to drive that first week of full price traffic using the the keywords? Yeah, so we're still leveraging uh, social media. Um, thankfully, after so many years, we have a list, um, like an email ah, okay, list. Right, so you've got your own list of, okay, gotcha. We can leverage. Um, I will say if you're starting from scratch today, um, yes, it's it's definitely a little bit harder um, because why, why would people buy your product twenty nine ninety nine with potentially no reviews, right? So yeah. um, it is something that needs to be planned ahead for sure. Um, but what we normally do is still, you know, we still go and use some Facebook. Some Instagram works much better than Facebook. Um, we like more the profiles on Instagram. They're cleaner. Um, and and um, we, we can filter better. Um, we do it, I guess, manually when we, we reach out to people in our niche that might be potent- potentially interested in buying our product. And so um, what we normally do is uh, we have a VA that goes through Instagram, finds people, like targets the persona that I mentioned yes. earlier, and asks if they're willing to um, buy our product and, um, and, and let us know their feedback. Um, and so that's how we normally find initial... Um, buyers. And now, like I mentioned, you don't need any more 10, 20, 30 giveaways. Uh, all you need these days is like three or four if you know the keywords that you're going after. And you can literally, within three to four days, rank top three, top five. Um, so, you know, like if you're good at laser targeting, then the, the amount of work needed is, you know, much, much, uh, I guess, more, I guess, uh, sustainable from. Uh, um, from a workload so, perspective. So, what, so, so in order to give away, you know, three, five, ten units, what sort of volume keywords are you looking at then? Because, again, like the, the last time I launched, you know, we were talking, you know, 20 units a day for a, for a decent size uh, decent size keyword. So, so you, I know you're laser targeting. So what sort of volumes are you looking at here? Yeah, so in any uh, keyword that gets more than three to 5,000 searches, um, for us, it's a good keyword. Because we right. um, target three to four keywords uh, that are 
kind of like less competitive for the first month or so. And then, as you know, if you optimize your listing very well, so you create semantic relevance in your listing, then these other ones that you're potentially not um, directly targeting with the search fund and buy campaign, they will still start ranking better because you you rank as a whole, right? Um, and and so when we are happy with the results that we're getting with the other keywords, that's when we sh- shift, right? We, we change keywords. Um, but normally, as long as there is enough volume, and you know, we we don't go anymore by volume, like by search volume. We go by conversion right. rate, right? Okay. So if we see in in the search query report that there is a keyword, that keyword might be getting five hundred searches a month. But the conversion rate is very high. So every 500 people, uh, you get, you know, 20, 30 sales. Then for us, that keyword is, is much more important than the keyword that gets 5,000 searches a month, but only five sales. And so when you identify these keywords, um, the search volume doesn't really matter anymore. We, we look at um, how many sales can we get. And so if this keyword generates you know, 50 sales, right? And then you look at the market share because you see the brand share and the market share. Um, so the market share is, you know, fairly uh, fairly low, but we can see that there is an opportunity there. Everybody else is getting, you know, 9, 10%, right? We are, normally when you start here is zero, uh, but even further, further down, right? When you are three, four months in, you see that there is um, a big discrepancy between your market share and the brand. Uh, sorry, and, and um, the market overall, the competitors, those are the keywords that we prioritize. Okay. Exactly. So, so what, yes, it does. So what tools are you using to, to find these opportunities? Are you just using the Amazon backend or are you using external external tools to, to find these uh, keywords? Yeah, that's a good question. So, Regina, right now there isn't a tool that allows you to automate. And then simply uh, because Amazon doesn't have an API that allows software providers to connect to Brennan, sorry, right. to the search query reports. So okay. um, there, there is a tool, it's called a Jungle Lace. Um, I believe behind that tool, there is Dimitri Vorona. Um, and they have developed a Google Sheet that connects, um, well, they, they've pretty much implemented a lot of um, widgets and rebuilt some dashboards. So all, all I had to do was downloading, um, like download all these search query reports at the weekly um basis and then import them all in my google sheet and that allowed me to actually find these opportunities and and, you know interestingly enough about a month and a half ago our sales went down and um, i was looking at the search query reports to see why that happened and obviously the main reason was that we ran out of stock um around in December, some at some point in December. And since then, we've kind of been slow. Then we did a couple of uh, influencer marketing campaigns. We've been able to go up a little. But with that report, I was able to find keywords because our game could be seasonal. Could be right. seasonal. Because obviously people search for these specific games, maybe over the holidays uh, or yes. if it's a birthday, right? Um, and so... What I did allowed me to find keywords that made this game um, an evergreen product instead of a right. seasonal product. Seasonal. And that's where where all these other new keywords um, were kind of like came, came 
came up from. Like that by analyzing all these square reports, I've I've seen some keywords or found some keywords that um, were obviously not seasonal. And then when I changed the um, uh, the title and the bullet points. We went from an average of like 30, 40 a day. Yesterday we did 150. So Amazing. that yeah, that was that was a big win. And so I think, you know, right now the data is coming straight from the, the horse mouth, right? Like which is Amazon. So I think yes. um getting that um a report and being consistent with it, like in, in, with regards to downloading the data on a weekly basis and bringing that report is really, really um, critical right now for an Amazon brand. Okay. So there's two sort of buzzwords around uh, our space at the moment that everybody seems to be talking about. And I wanted to see what your take is on both of them. So the first one, of course, is TikTok. So mm-hmm. are you doing anything in the TikTok space? Are you using TikTok influencers uh, or not? What, what's your take on, on TikTok? Or is it I just am, a fan? I am. Yeah, no, no, no. I am. And um, in fact... But if, you're, if, you're, if your customer avatar is parents and grandparents, um, are, you, are they on TikTok? We, we are still able to find these people on TikTok. Um, TikTok used to be this platform only for you know teenagers, but if you look at the um, uh, the demographic right now, you can find really anyone on TikTok from 15, 20 year old um, to 65, 70, right? So um, I, I would say there are there are uh, enough people and, and, and personas for really any type of product or niche out there. Uh, and, and if really you're having a hard time finding someone on TikTok, um, you know, there is always Instagram. But uh, Regina, what I liked about TikTok is that even though you might not find, for example, the right person to promote your product, the platform is built in a way that that video that when um, that was published on TikTok can go actually viral on Instagram instead because of the sharing options that TikTok has built in. And that's what happened to us back last year in October uh, when we worked with an influencer. The video was decent, but that video went viral on, on uh, Instagram instead, and we got a lot of sales. In fact, we ran out of stock after two days. Oh, so, amazing. So is that because yeah, yeah, you, yeah. you shared it or the influencer shared it? They sh- some, no, we don't know who shared it. The influencer oh, Okay, so, so somebody shared it, right. Gotcha. Somebody shared it, and then somebody else at some point, you know, in this chain, someone shared it on Instagram, and then we saw a lot of traffic coming in from Instagram because we are tracking now everything uh, through the platform that I'm, I'm going to release, which is called Convomat Connect. So with Convomat Connect, we can see if a video that was posted on TikTok first went viral on, on uh, Instagram instead because we were tracking right. everything, yeah. right? So we saw all of a sudden a spike in traffic from um, from Instagram. And then we were able to see that that was the video that we posted on TikTok. So that is very, very interesting. And, um, wow. and so for that reason, we are prioritizing TikTok. Um, the beauty of TikTok is also that right now, creators are fairly cheap. Like we paid $75, this creator. And I think we sold in two days probably... Ten, fifteen thousand dollars. I can't remember exactly the number, but the ROI on that seventy-five dollars oh, was exponential. Yeah, yeah, fantastic. Definitely no brainer. 
the sorry yeah no i was just going to say the downside of tiktok is that the platform in my opinion is still a little um you know broken when it comes to communication with the creators and so even though for example they accept a collaboration with you it's very hard to get a hold of them and 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 that's what makes um the the whole process suboptimal right okay and so do you then have your own tiktok as a account as a brand that you post or do you purely use tiktok from an influencer uh, side of things yes 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 we 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 have two types of accounts one is an, as an agency one is as a brand uh, but when you work with careers on tiktok you don't even need an account uh, besides right. an advertising account you you just like they they are the one posting your video uh, or your product video on their profile. And on top of it, you can even require request the copyrights, for example, for that video uh, for a period of 60, 90, 365 days and, and promote, sponsor that video using their handle, right? So that's, that's also very powerful because if that video is converting well, so the engagement rate is high, you can just, you know, throw a bunch of dollars uh, in sponsored ads, and then you can just drive a lot more traffic to your Amazon listing. Awesome. Okay. And then number two, uh, you know, the, the current name on everybody's lips uh, in all the spaces, not just the Amazon, is ChatGPT. Uh, yes. Is that something you're using? And if so, how are you using it without going down you know, a million rabbit holes and, and wasting your, your whole day asking the, the thing stupid questions. So how is it that you're using ChatGPT in your business? Yeah, ChatGPT is very, very interesting. Um, I've played with it when um, when it came out a few months ago. Uh, I signed up for a, for a paid subscription now, or a paid account, um, because it was just a no-brainer. And, and the way we are currently using it, so there's a couple of things I'm doing with it. One is um, just built a Google Sheet integration uh, with, with GPT-4, and I'm using it to uh, provide recommendations for my own listings. So what I'm doing right now, I just give it an ASIN, I ask a few questions, and then I get a recommendation of uh, my products, for example, like if it's optimized, if, if it's uh, well-written, and, and you know, a bunch of recommendations that are important for me. But also, um, I, you know, I, I, interestingly enough, I coded it myself using ChatGPT, um, the instructions actually, um, inside the tool that I'm releasing, to provide a better uh, recommendation system um, given a campaign setup, right? So um, it is, is, in my opinion, one of the most powerful tools ever released. And, you know, we know this. Um, but used the right way, it definitely adds like an army of superhumans to your team. And, and so, you know... Really, there are so many use cases that I could think of when it comes to this, you know, to our Amazon ecosystem. But the easiest ones are the ones, you know, that you can um, like do yourself. For example, given a title, um, recommend me some keywords or some, uh, or rewrite it in a way that is a more uh, like in a clickbait fashion, right? Or some right. You know, that okay. 
increases the click rate, things like that, right? So that you can A-B test that, that stuff quickly. Um, images, right? Uh, right now, there is even AI that will give you pretty much a score on uh, your images to see if an image is uh, more likely to convert better than another or get you know they get clicked more than another. So um, anyway, to, to answer your question, it's definitely something that uh, I have already implemented in my business, but I think it's still a little bit early, even though we we both know people that are already developing courses around GPT-4. Yes, there's, there's always people that are going to be selling a course on how to use it, right? Of course, yes. <laughs> um, I think, in my opinion, it's, it's, it's still slightly too early uh, because the, the, the technology is still being developed. Um, moving so fast, right? It, it's moving very fast. I, I think the best way is to right now because look if you think about the way we are we are marketers right the way we are utilizing this is to just scale and, and speed up our our daily work right but i was having a conversation with someone that is working with me on an seo project for my website and we believe that gpt is going to set a new a completely new level that today we still don't understand when it comes to search engine optimization that works both for google uh, and amazon because as we start writing listings with gpt um everything will sound better will 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 be like uh much much more optimized right and so the algorithm itself will also learn uh, new words, new um, type of, let's say, writing, more of like storytelling kind of listings. And, and so what happens is there will be the new SEO, like Amazon SEO gurus that will be specialized using JGPT. The problem is that, you know, what I think people are trying, like are, are not thinking through or not considering is the fact that um, you cannot fully replace it because you still need a human touch. Like you remember, yes, you're still course. selling to people. And so yes. when people then start abusing it, just fully automating everything with tools, I think it's going to actually backfire because if you read a listing that is fully written by GPT, eventually you're going to feel like, mm, you know, this is not yes. really... it's got no heart. To me, right? Um so that that's in my opinion what eventually we'll see. Uh, but so far, I mean, I only have great things to to say about this technology. So, as an Amazon seller, how much uh, time do you think we should be putting towards, you know, doing that, or is this something that we can safely say, look, it's not for me right now. I'll just keep doing on on, on the basic things that I'm used to doing in my Amazon business, or should I really be investing some time to learn about how ChatGPT could be good for, for me and my my business if i'm you know i'm not an agency i'm just an amazon seller should i be using it and how should i be using it yeah so i think JGBT is definitely something that every seller should start uh, implementing in a business whether that is um you know training gpt on uh, being a product research uh, assistant or being a listing optimization assistant because you can literally train ChatGPT to being whatever you want it to be um, in your business, 
right? I remember reading an article about someone saying, "You are an author, and I'm your. I'm I'm, I'm the person between your world and the human world. And now you tell me how we can make as much money." Um, and so yes, I, it was I, just being right. So you know that that person trained ChatGPT to be exactly what he wanted to be, um, which is the author, right? But if you tell JGBT, you are a listing, like a copywriting uh, expert, right? And you own an Amazon business or you own an e-commerce business and we're going to write uh, a listing uh, for Silicon Spatula, right? Um, this is what we have today, what, you, what your recommendations are. Just from a brainstorming perspective, it will open, it will blow your mind when it comes to um, you know the, the the output that it gives right. you, right? right? So from so that, know how on, to ask it the right questions, right? You, you've got to yeah. I, yeah, I like yeah. how you how you framed that uh, that the questions is is you give the the AI uh, the frame of you know you right. are an Amazon seller, you're looking to you know these are the customers, this is our current listing. How would you improve it? That, that's how you that's what you'd ask it. That's correct. And so that's why I think um, trusting softwares today might be a little too early because they, the the biggest, I, I guess, and most important part of um, working with AI is understanding the prompts. You know, when it comes to mid-journey, for instance, you see some people are able to produce beautiful images because they're giving mid-journey the exact details of the camera they want, um, the um, the diaphragm open, the monolight that they want in, the lens, like they're very, very specific. And so then Midjourney gives, you know, as an output, Beautiful. a picture that looks just as taken with a camera, camera. So if you know how to train the AI with the right prompts, then you get the output that you uh, wish for. But if you're relying on somebody else, which is behind the software to do that, you also have to trust that that person knows exactly what they're doing. And so the output is obviously reliable. Um, but because the technology is so open, um, you can literally make it work for yourself based on what your product is, what your persona. Like you can literally go to Judge PT and say, I sell a silicon spatula. It's, uh, it's red. Uh, this long is made out of um, obviously silicone and then you give it a few details and you you can ask uh, to give you the persona. And, and ChatGPT will give you a very detailed um, analysis of who you should be selling that spatula to. Now, based on that, you say, okay, so now I want to create a PPC campaign, for example, uh, or, or tell me what else people buy based on these products. And now you have probably the foundations for a good um, PPC campaign, right? When it comes to product targeting. So it really depends, right? You can make it, yes. you know, it become your PPC uh, assistant, your listing optimization assistant. Um, but like any, anything else, Regina, my uh, recommendation is always to learn first before you outsource anything. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's a, definitely. I, I always get very uh, frustrated by, by sellers who come and say, oh, look, you know, I did a training course and then I had someone else do my images and someone else do my PPC and someone else write my copy and someone else right. do this. And, and now, you know, I don't have any sales. It's like, well, do you know how to do any of that stuff? And they say, well, no, because I outsourced <laughs> it all. Right? Exactly. And this happens, you know, all day, every day. But, and, and I find that very frustrating. So, yes, I 100% agree that, 
you know, it's perfectly fine to outsource, but you've at least got to know, you know, how to do what, what, what you're outsourcing. And, uh, you know, the, the whole right. chat GPT thing is, uh, I have played around with it a little bit, but uh, not as much as some of my friends who I see are spending a lot of time and really making mm -hmm. some, some amazing stuff with it. Um, you know, that's in my, in my future, I think. Um, great. So let's talk about uh, Bali and uh, our event in June. I'm so excited that you're going to come and hang out with us because um, you do a lot of events. Can you tell me about why you do events and why you think events are, are, are great? That's that's a good question, Regina. I, I, I do events because I like uh, the interaction with people. And um, I know it, it's it's like, you know, um, probably not what you expected to hear, but um, I used to DJ back oh, in, okay. you know, 15 years ago. And um, be just before I, I moved here um, in Canada and then the States. And that, you know, DJing was for me a way to communicate with people through music. Um, and so when I, I, I stopped DJing, um, I, I, I discovered, you know, public speaking and that was giving me the same type of, uh, kind of feeling, right? Like being on stage and communicating. Yeah. And so, um, I enjoyed it more and more and more perfected my, um, my public speaking. And, and today I love it because not only I get to help people, but I get to feed also my inner, I guess, um, uh, I don't even know how you call that. Uh, you know, this, 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 um, is, is that, a, I don't think it's, it's an ego that I have, but it's more like, you know, this makes me feel good. You know, it's that ad adrenaline, the dopamine that needs to be, you know, fulfilled. And I found that to be um, very, very fulfilling. But recently I started also to sing, you know, before I used to go and speak, you know, at any event or anyone that really wanted me to um, to speak, and that was because obviously I was kind of like in in a growing phase and kind of like training as well uh, my skills. But now I kind of like I decided to pick and choose, and so I'm really excited to uh, come to your event. Um, you know, I've always had a very uh, like I respected you, and so when you invited me, I'm like, yes, you know, this is oh. a brainer for me, but also. <laughs> Um, I know the kind of environment and setting that you are going uh, putting putting together for the event in Bali, and um, that was definitely one of the few events that I will be speaking at this year. Oh, well, that that's lovely. Well, yes, um, you know, I, I guess our Bali event is very different to some of the the big larger events, as it's it's going to be small, and so if you are going to join us, you'll be able to uh, have a, a a drink or sit by the pool. Uh, with the lovely Leo, have dinner, and not just hear him speak on stage, but also you know drill down and ask him some some questions that perhaps he he doesn't want to share in a public forum like a podcast. And and I think that's that's where the good stuff happens at, at events is you know because there's so much uh, content available now that you can find on YouTube on podcasts, but it's only at uh, some of these small events where you can hear some of the, the secrets uh, that perhaps are not shared. Uh, in these uh, pu public forums, and uh, you know, we have we have a saying, you know, what happens in Bali stays in Bali. Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> uh, I certainly am going to be asking you some some questions about some some things that are of interest to me that you're not going to be sharing in public, and I'm sure other people are. 
And so, um, you know, I'm really excited to, to see you there. That's the 18th to the 22nd of uh, June, along with some other amazing uh, VIP guests that are coming to join us. Um, and so if people want to, you know, contact you or be in touch with you before then, uh, is there a way for people to get in touch with you? Yes, of course. I mean, uh, the best way probably is LinkedIn. Um, Facebook is also one of the platforms with, that I constantly check. And uh, if you want to reach out to me via email, you can email me at leo at convomat.com as well. So that's convomat.com. Okay. Awesome. dot com. Perfect. And I'll put that in the show notes as well. So if people want to, if you want to be bombarded with, with email questions, <laughs> <laughs> probably, you know, uh, social media is probably the, the easiest way so that your, your email box is not. Uh, um, so tell me about, um, you're going to be launching this new Convomat Connect. Do you want to just briefly talk about that? I know it's not quite ready yet, but it will be by the time we get to Bali. So I'm very excited to hear more about it. But can you just give me a quick teaser overview of, of what that tool is and what it's going to be able to do for sellers. Sure, I would love to. Um, in a nutshell, Convomat Connect, it will enable sellers, um, mainly Amazon sellers, to natively connect with the platform and build their own networks of influencers uh, or affiliates. And so the goal is to leverage the power of social media, uh, for example, TikTok or Instagram, and, uh, to find creators that potentially are interested in becoming brand ambassadors or affiliates, which is a lot more powerful than playing the uh, pay-to-play game, right? Which is right. what we normally do when we launch a campaign through um, you know, an influencer. We, we pay someone, they post a video, and the relationship ends there. So my goal is to... Uh, allow brands to build this network so that if they want to launch a new product or you know uh, boost the existing one, they can always tap into their networks and establish these long-term uh, strong relationships, which not only add um, assets to a business, especially when you go and, and sell that, uh, but also allow you to scale faster instead of just, you know, uh, waiting for organic traffic or PPC uh, to, to eventually be dialed in order to, uh, for, the, for the business to take off. Okay, awesome. Well, I can't wait to see a demonstration on, on how that works because that uh, could really be a game changer because, uh, you know, reaching out individually to influencers one by one is such a, you know, and as you said, with TikTok, you know, it's hard to contact them. It's hard to get them to reply. Yeah. I've, I've been down that road. Uh, it's very frustrating, especially for those of us that like to move fast. Uh, it's, uh, it, it, it's tough. So I'm really excited about seeing more about that. Okay. Any last final uh, bits of advice for somebody who's currently in a launch phase of their business? Um, well, I guess, Regina, we just have to invite them to Bali so that they can get all the there. <laughs> yeah, I think I give a lot of tips in, in, in this uh, podcast, but yeah, um, you, you can reach out to me anytime, but I, I would strongly encourage you to come to Bali because um, I was at an event a couple of months ago and um, you know, these days it's really all about the networking and, uh, and the people that are around you for these two, three days. That's where really the magic happens. I literally, I, I normally um, 
learn one or two things out of a three-day or four-day yep. event, but that's because I've been you know the space for eight, so eight years. years now, and I go to a conference every other month. But at that conference, um, a couple of months ago, was a, was a small mastermind. I learned one thing that I implemented the day after, and that drastically changed uh, my business. So uh, yep. I'm not just saying it. Um, oh. I, probably, I think at your event, I will probably share more details on what I did and what I learned. It was about pricing. Um, and um, I, I really encourage people to uh, you know, take advantage of these smaller settings when yes. where things become a little bit more intimate and uh, people open up more. Because yeah. right now I actually had a feedback from someone that was a prosper. Um, those are very fun. You know, you go to um, a club every night, you get yeah, to you enjoy, get party. And, yes. and yeah. it's a lot of fun. But um, people seems that are starting to go back to prefer small masterminds yes. because they want to learn really how to run the business uh, instead of just, you know, like how to have Hanging fun out. in this yeah. Amazon yeah. <laughs> community. Look, ab- ab- absolutely. And th- those big events are, are great uh, because, you know, you can connect and have fun. But of in course. terms of, um, you know, actionable content that can level up your business i've always been a huge fan of the smaller events and as you said the relationships that are built i mean you and i are talking today because we met in 2016 at an in-person uh small-ish you know it wasn't as small as my event but it you know i can't remember how many people were there 50 75 i can't remember um but it wasn't a huge event yeah so you know and these relationships do do last and 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 that's what what i love about these small events so i'm so excited to be seeing you again and uh, we will talk soon so in the meantime enjoy the sunshine in uh, miami and uh, we'll see you in june thank you thank you regina i look forward to it an amazing interview there with Regina and Leo Segovio. Fantastic content right there. All right, and coming up next is Regina's interview with Kirsty Verity, who's also coming to Bali in a couple of weeks. Uh, Regina's audio is not the best in this one. Her microphone was on the blink that day, but the content is fantastic, so please stick with it. And I uh, hope you enjoy this interview with Regina and Kirsty Verity. And welcome back to the Women on Amazon podcast. I'm so excited to be chatting today with a returning guest and one of my all-time favorite people in this space, uh, Ms. Kirsty Verity. Welcome, Kirsty. Thank you, Regina. Thanks for having me. It's always a pleasure. And I, whenever I, uh, I talk to people about you, always say that you were my personal inspiration for getting into the Amazon business when I was looking at the opportunity in 2015. It was seeing a oh, video wow. of you on stage that I looked at that and I thought if she can do it I can do it so (laughs) so uh, for people who don't know who you are who perhaps have not seen you on stages like I have um, can you tell tell the audience a little bit about your background in the Amazon space yeah so um, I am I was an Australian resident right so I am British as you can probably tell um, but my dream was to live in Australia because we all grew up, you know, with neighbours and home and away and all that. And mm-hmm. um, I used to see the kids going to school in, in their nice little, you know, dresses in winter. And I was like, OK, I need to be in Australia. So, yeah, yeah, that was my dream, first of all, actually, was to move to Australia, which I did 
in 2002 and uh, my background in terms of I guess a career was corporate marketing so um, I settled in Sydney and I worked for GlaxoSmithKline so you probably know brands like you know Panadol I used to work on Panadol yes I used to mm-hmm. work on uh, Ribena I used to work on Centenine um, McLean's toothpaste so um, yeah I did that for about 10 That's years it. And so how, uh, yeah. how close to, to your neighbor's dream was the reality of living in Sydney? Oh, it was, yeah, it was perfect. In fact, you know, when I first got there, I, we um, uh, went with a friend of mine, Amanda, and uh, we ended up in Balmain and it was overlooking the harbour. And I was like, oh, my God, I've made it. Like, I can't believe it. What's <laughs> going on? You know, coming from uh, Yorkshire and then living in dirty old Manchester for a while. Um yeah, it was it was definitely a dream a dream come true. But now I'm in uh, Montreal in Canada because I kind of met my husband doing the Amazon thing, and mm-hmm. so then I just moved to Montreal. And now anyway, I'll give you kind of a bit of a background of how I kind of ended up here. But yeah, so I was in corporate marketing, and I just mm-hmm. kind of got to this, I guess, position where I was like, okay, I can continue going up this ladder. I think the next step was then Singapore or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. And I just was like, I just can't see myself doing this until I'm like 60 years old. Like, yeah. I just remember having this flash in a board meeting and um, going, I just I just can't do this. And I ended up on um, thinking, well, what, what, what else am I going to do? So I ended up in this circuit. I don't know if you remember this, Regina, but maybe it still happens, but there was it's kind of like a speaking circuit around Australia oh, yeah. with different... Yeah. Yeah, different, with different speakers, yeah, and then they come. Yeah, they still happen. Yeah, that's it. And then it's basically a pitch fest uh, for yeah. whatever they're Yeah, it's 90 minutes yes. webinar yeah. pitch. Yeah, exactly. So I kind of signed up for a few of these just to kind of see, you know, what was out there. And I bought lots of different courses. I bought one about real estate, yeah. as you do, mm-hmm. you know. I bought one on eBay selling. I bought one on um, mm-hmm. uh, share trading. Everybody's probably seen the same presentations from the same people, right? Yes. Um, but really, what it allowed me to do was kind of figure out what kind of worked for me and what didn't. And mm-hmm. so in that space, I knew that I didn't have enough cash to basically start to renovate properties and things. So that was kind of a bit of a dud. Um, also, I had no joy in share trading or anything like that. And the eBay thing was a bit more up my street mm-hmm. because I was used to working with manufacturers and stuff. So I ended up kind of dabbling in that and I did, you know, start to sell some stuff, but there was a key piece to it that was like, well, I've got to get, find wholesalers and where, not wholesalers, warehouses across Australia. Yes. So it wasn't quite as, you mm-hmm. know, rosy as what it made out, made it out to be. And then also through this process, um, I started to read the four hour work week, which I'm sure a lot mm-hmm. of people have read, mm-hmm. um, which was a big eye opener for me in terms of then designing my life based on sorry, designing my business, I guess, based on what life I wanted. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of switched it up a bit. So rather than trying to find a vehicle, I kind of went for, well, what's my lifestyle? What do I want my lifestyle to be like? And let's find something that will kind of propel that lifestyle. Mm-hmm. So um, from there, I started online. I started to do websites and sell information products. But, mm-hmm. you know, the problem with that was that there was lots of, um, I had to do a lot of Google ads and, you know, SEO yes. and figure all that stuff mm-hmm. out. And also there was a big shift at that point with the you know new algorithms. Google, that's right. Yes, I got caught up in those as well. Was it Panda or Penguin or 
whichever one that was. That's yes, it. Cha- yeah. Changed overnight. I, I had a I had a baby clothes website at the time and got hit in exactly the same way. Yes. Right. And uh, so that kind of went a bit, you know, tipped up. And so then I was like, okay. Um, and at the time, I'd also created some, you know, Facebook pages and things like that to supplement that. And one of them started to really kick off. And it was called Master of Muscle. Mm-hmm. And I started to get um, a lot of followers and, um, uh, you know, people really interested in fitness. And then around about that time, the person that did, as, as this happens, right, the person that did that uh, course on websites actually mm-hmm. was an affiliate for ASM. So right. um, it was ASM1, you know, the original, mm-hmm. I guess. The original, and, um, you know, I saw it and passed it up. <laughs> Would you believe? Oh, you did? I, oh, right. I did, yeah. I did. I saw it and I, I wasn't ready, <laughs> but but I did right. see it. Yeah. Yes. So I think everything that I tried, it kind of got me to that point, right? You know, when you know, mm-hmm. and it, 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 yeah. it, the thing I loved about Amazon was that, um, it solved all the problems of all the other kind of models, yes. I guess, that I was trying. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, okay, this is going to give me, you know, uh, geography, um, I guess, freedom. It's going to give me the money freedom. Um, and at that time, I wasn't expecting to kind of sell a lot. I was just wanting to uh, have enough money to live and travel the world. That was my my kind of goal, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so um, – that's what I did. I was like, okay, I really think this is going to work because it solved all those problems. Bought the course, started to do it. And I was like, okay, this is definitely going to work. And so what I ended up doing was um, I actually spoke to my HR director at the time and she kind of knew that I was wanting to break out, break mm-hmm. out from corporate. And what we devised a bit of a plan. And basically I got a redundancy. So which gave me a mm-hmm. bit of a cushion, gave me a year's salary. And mm-hmm. I was like, Brilliant. So I left work Excellent. like on the Friday, <laughs> legged it, <laughs> legged it on the Monday, and I decided to live the lifestyle while building the business. So mm-hmm. I went actually went to Bali to do that and set up the business from Bali, and uh, which is why I'm loving the fact that we're actually going back to Bali because it's kind of like where where it all started for me. And I remember ASM one. There was probably maybe about six hundred people that did it. And we were all just figuring it out, right? We were all just like, there was no, it wasn't really as we know Amazon today, I guess. There were yes. no tools or anything. We were just kind of figuring out what the strategies were. And some mm-hmm. things bombed, some things, you know, worked. And so um, it just really started from there. And I gave myself um, a goal of, okay, I need to make, or at least sell $10,000 before I'm allowed to come back to Australia. So I did mm-hmm. that within about two months, two or three months. Mm-hmm. And then I came back to Australia. And then my goal then was to sell more mm-hmm. and travel the world. And so coming back from my corporate background, I had, so I had one product at the time. And what, you know, I was always used to forecasting. So what I decided to do was to say, well, okay, I've got this one product. If I just do the same thing, right, mm-hmm. get some more products, and how many would it take me to reach a million dollars? And the way I worked it out, it was like four products. And then I thought, well, maybe I don't just do it all in one market. I can probably go to the UK as well, because it kind of made a lot of sense to me at that time. Mm -hmm. Um, If I'm just going to sell this one thing over here, then it's going to sell over here. And so what Mm -hmm. I ended up doing was launching um, across not just the US with my second product, but also the UK. And Mm -hmm. within like 10 months, it was a million dollar business. 
And then so from we're there, talking just 2000 and uh, what we're talking, what, 2013, 2014 ish? Is that sort of about the 2014. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. 2014. And then from there, you know, launched into Europe and it was before Australia kind of came on board. And oh, yes. <laughs> um, yeah. And I guess that's probably when you saw me on stage. Um, Yes. Because it was a, about a year in, yeah, I think, mm -hmm. to actually selling and growing the business on Amazon. And mm -hmm. um, and I'd love to, you know, give back and I just love to share my story and what was happening. Because I thought everybody was doing what I was doing, right? And yes. it turns out they weren't. So um, that was quite kind of an interesting kind of twist. And then once I'd kind of been on stage, a lot of people were like, oh, how did you do it? What did you do? And then I ended up uh, meeting um, two guys actually, who um, had already done a course. They did a course on uh, sourcing from China, mm -hmm. sourcing profits, mm -hmm. Paul mm -hmm. Sinclair, Isaac Coleman. Mm -hmm. And we all love to travel, we all love to do stuff. And so what we decided to do was, well, at that time, there was no one coming to Australia, definitely not. There was no one going to the UK. Yes. Um, everything was done in the US. And mm -hmm. so we thought, why don't, and there was no one doing um, workshops right? Yes. Everybody was doing right. those online courses. I remember, I remember courses. you came to, to Australia and did those workshops around Australia. I remember that. Yeah. So we did, because when we were talking, when I was starting to talk to people, you know, one of the biggest problems was the fact that they couldn't talk to anyone. And also they weren't sharing things. They weren't actually, yes. you know, they were worried. They were worried, oh my God, someone's going to steal my product. And steal my even idea, then right. I was like, yeah, why are you, that's ridiculous. If you're building a business, you're building a business, right? And it doesn't mm. matter. This scarcity mindset of that someone's going to steal something is actually stopping you from growing, right? Yes. Um, another key problem um, that people were facing was um, they didn't know how, they knew how to launch products, but they didn't know how to keep the money and the cash flow within the business. Yes. And um, they were kind of coming at it from a uh, it's the product that makes the business versus mm -hmm. actually you know, the brand, the brand, then the products yes. underneath the brand that makes a business. And I guess from my background, yeah. um, that's what I'd done is build brands. And so I always came at the business from, first of all, the brand perspective, i.e. the customer who I want to serve. And then the products mm -hmm. are just part of that, right? And so therefore, yeah. then you don't treat your products like your children. And you're exactly. able to then actually um, get rid if they're not working and bring some more in and keep that cash flow moving through the business. So mm -hmm. that's really what we focus the workshops on. And so, yeah, we did uh, six workshops in six weeks and we did uh, Australia. We did three in the US. We did two in Can uh, one in Canada and one in the UK. And that's where I met my husband, which mm -hmm. was at the Toronto event. First time I'd been in Canada and we met, we hit it off. And then I was still traveling around the world and I decided to pop to Montreal. And then, yeah, I never left. So it was a bit of a change oh, because <laughs> now it's minus 30 degrees or something. And I was clearly I moved to Australia to get away from that. But yeah, so that was kind of how I then got into coaching. And then from there, that was going to be like a one-off event. And mm -hmm. from there, you know, a lot of people were then, okay, well, how do we continue? And so since 2016, uh, myself and Isaac, um, actually built up our coaching company which went That's through right. many uh name reiterations names and iterations the, yes <laughs> i remember that yes um but yeah the the final i guess the final name was real real coaching mm -hmm. and we really focused in on the business so um the business side of things the cash flow how do you build up the business 
and how do you get how do you make money how do you yeah. actually take money that's from such a, the business that's such a big first. big issue you know i, I remember uh, one year when i'd made a lot of money on amazon and uh, you know i got my statements from the the accountant at the the end of the day and was like well where's the money it's like i i know i've made over a million dollars in the last year but how come it's not in my bank? You know, where is it? So yes. it's, and that's, that's yeah, really totally. uh, one, one of those things that a lot of people who get into this business, they don't realize that. They see a training course that says, oh, you're going to sell this much, you're going to sell that much. But at the end of the day, it's like, how much is in your hip pocket? How much can you spend on, you know, yeah. rent and food and travel and, you know, dance classes or whatever it is that, that you need to spend your money on in, in your family, right? Because at the end of the day, that's why we yeah. do it. Exactly. So, and so, so I think, that, I think that's within... really, really important. And there's very few people who are doing these these courses. And look, there are some amazing training courses out there now. I mean, compared to when you started and when I started, where there wasn't, there was one, basically, but there's now, there's, there's dozens and yeah. some better than others. But I'm not aware of any of them, to be honest, that are actually teaching the business side of, uh, of right. the business, right? Yeah. And the the I guess the... Um... The, the uh, one thing that we were really focused on was not just also the money, but then also your mm. time, your energy. Yes. And you as the entrepreneur, right? Mm. Not just, yeah. okay, I'm building this Amazon thing over here. Yes, that's the vehicle. But actually, what about you? And, and what, what do you want as opposed to having this business that's separate over here and mm. working with people for, for that length of time and what one of the recurring problems that I saw over and over again was not that the, the information was wrong it's just mm -hmm. that the person where they were coming to actually you know implement they mm -hmm. had a lot of um I guess I'm going to call it preconditioning for want of a better term but yeah. you know stuff. a lot of things that have happened in their life or background and just mm -hmm. stuff yeah exactly yeah. that was stopping them from taking the action that they needed to take to move forward so yeah. for me it's not a business model it's not amazon it's not the fact that you haven't found the right product all those things right really what it comes down to everything is solvable it really comes down to you inside and being able to move forward and take the action and what's stopping you from doing that and uh that i guess that's like a, a different I don't know what you want to call it, different level, different frequency, whatever you want to call that. Yeah, well, this is just is. And, and it's, yeah. Yeah. And 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 I'm so with you on that. It's it, we really need to as entrepreneurs, you know, take a level up and look at who are we as entrepreneurs and what are we doing and how responsible are we, uh, you know, as as human beings for our doings of the business, right? Uh, so yeah. you're very much preaching to the choir here. <laughs> Yeah, and, and making that okay, right, and actually just noticing mm -hmm. it and getting awareness around it so that you're able to move through it and make more money than you've ever even thought possible, yeah. right? Because we're only limited by our vision. I yeah. mean, really, that's what it what it is. And sometimes what I've seen a lot with Amazon businesses and business owners um, is that because we talk solely about Amazon as a thing, right, and we're an Amazon business, yes. then Beyond that, and I'm not just talking about selling on Shopify and stuff, I'm talking beyond that with the vision of where you want to go as an entrepreneur and also where you want to go yes. as, as a vision for your business. It's almost like so stifled into a realistic box or, a, right. or maybe a, yeah. an ideal of what that is, right? Oh, I want to be a seven-figure seller. I want to be a, I want to be an eight-figure seller. Okay, I mean, mm -hmm. there's a lot of money, but it's not necessarily 
the money is just one element of the whole thing, if that makes sense. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And, and to, to me, it's like, well, if you're currently a six-figure seller and you want to become a seven-figure seller, it's not what do I have to do, it's who do you have to become as a person in order absolutely. for you to be able to create that seven, eight, whatever it is, that number that you want to, to accomplish. Because the person who, who creates six figures in their business is a different person who creates seven figures in their business, right? It's not, and it's not just what they yes. do. It's how they think, how they approach their business. It's, it's you know, much higher level stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And also how you can make a leap towards that as opposed yeah. to, you know, hustling and grinding, which I think, mm. you know, a lot of the entrepreneur, the online entrepreneur culture, um, maybe I think it's shifting a little bit now, but definitely when we were kind of growing up in that culture, yes. there was the whole thing of get get out there, hustle, you yeah, know, hustle, yeah. hustle, hustle, yeah. grind, grind, grind. There's, there's posters with it on, there's, there's coasters yes. with it on, right? It's like, yeah. okay, but you don't have to do it that way. No. Yeah, actually, no, if you shift it to... It's too freaking hard, like, honestly, and it, mm. and it can be so much easier. So that's what I mean about the energy and the time involved and the way to do things differently so that you have a bigger impact for a bigger result. Awesome. So tell me what you're up to these days because you yourself have made a pivot recently, right? Yeah, yeah. So um, about 18 months ago, I had another similar, I guess, situation or like revelation where I had it in the boardroom where I was like okay I've been doing this now for you know nearly 10 years um not quite 10 years but I seem to have like a five-year itch I think <laughs> like mm -hmm. a five five <laughs> to seven year itch and um I was like am I really going to be doing is this is this it now or is that you know what what else is out there for me and so I was really looking into expansion not just a business from a business sense but from an internal like personal mm -hmm. growth sense and so um that's what I guess I've been focused on in the last 18 months and then through that process and I worked with a transformational coach and through that process it, it was time for me to kind of let the specifics of the Amazon business go and mm -hmm. now I'm working with female entrepreneurs to help them to really go deep inside themselves, get totally aligned with what they want to create and then bring out that vision and impact into the world. And so that's, you know, I guess I'm working with female entrepreneurs right now, but really what we do, what I do is for anybody. It doesn't have, you don't have to be a female, right? That's just where I've kind of niched for now. Um, but the idea is that we all as humans have unlimited potential that we're not tapping into. And um, what we believe is that we have to find a vehicle or a how-to on how to do mm -hmm. some of that and how to tap into it. And what I've experienced and um, in my community, what I've experienced is that it really starts with you and you connecting mm -hmm. to you and you really starting to hear what what the whispers are I guess of what the vision yes. is that you want to create and um, I started to do this with my um, with my Amazon group and uh, it was amazing the, the different results that they were getting mm -hmm. coming from that perspective and not just the how-to and the mechanics yeah, yeah. of what to do yeah. does that make sense yeah oh absolutely yeah. absolutely um well, that, that's amazing, and and I love that you're doing that because it's such so important and very much along the same lines of the, the work that I've been doing 
personally for myself, not, not with others. So just stepping back now, uh, you are coming to Bali and I'm so excited, uh, but I wanted to ask you about you know, events that you've been to in the past and how they've uh, affected your business positively, negatively, whatever. What, what are your thoughts about yeah. going, going to in live events, I guess is my question. Yeah, I mean, I used to run workshops. I've run work workshops for a long time, so I've obviously run my own, and mm-hmm. um, I've been to to workshops as well. And um, I think one of the invaluable things about it is the people that you meet, right? Mm-hmm. And you meet them on a different level because, and especially if you're in an environment like Bali, um, automatically the environment itself just gives you that sense of peace and calm and kind of. Um, the life that you want to lead. I'm sure most of the people mm-hmm. that are coming to the event, that that's that's part of the uh, mystique of running this business, right? Mm-hmm. So just that element of being in the right environment plus the the amount of people that are coming plus the, uh, the fact that everybody is on that same kind of track, right? So it's not oh, like a massive yeah. um, conference, yes. conference where yeah. you're getting a ton of people, right? This is... Uh, this is going to be um, intimate. It's going to be um, you build real relationships. It's over a four day period. You're spending a lot of time together. And I think if you're open enough and come with the open mind of sharing, that is when I've got the most out of this type of event. And that's where I'm yeah. even running my own events. Um, you know, that's where the most people have had the most breakthroughs is that openness to share and also not to just be focused on information right it's like I don't want to come away with a bunch of information I actually want to come away with a practical practice plan of what how this is going to impact my business and what I'm going to do next Mm -hmm. and so if you go with that in mind I would also suggest to um, this is when it's worked really well for me is to have an intention for coming yeah. to the workshop. That was, that was going to be my next question. What's your number one strategy for coming to workshops and events and getting the most out of them? Yeah. Yeah, definitely an intention. And I don't mean that lightly either, right? It's like mm-hmm. sit with it. An intention is not necessarily a goal. An intention is this is how I want to be in this event, right? Mm-hmm. This is how I want to um, make relationships. I want to come away mm-hmm. with um you know answers to these questions i want to come away with my mind blown on in certain areas mm-hmm. and if you if you really set that intention you will find it because no matter what those things are will be available to you at that event it's just that if you don't actually set your mind to it you won't you see won't it see them yeah yeah absolutely yes. and this and, is and kind that, of part of the work the new yeah. work mm-hmm. yeah this is kind of part of the new work that i do is this idea of you need to open your, expand your mind, expand your heart, expand yourself, and then you will see all the opportunities that are around you. Whereas if you just go with one like specific thing about, I just want to get my listing critiqued or something, then yeah. <laughs> that's all you're going to be focused on, <laughs> you know. And and, and, and look, you know, with, with the you know we've we've got some aside from yourself, we've got some powerhouse guests. You know, Steve Simonson, who I'm sure you know, is I'm so excited. Yeah, uh, is is coming. I mean, what what that man doesn't know about not just Amazon but e-commerce and business you know, isn't worth knowing. Um, you know, yeah. Bradley Bradley Sutton um, and 
Leo, you know, our mate Leo Svogio, uh, you know, he's, he's got all the tips and tricks. So if you're looking for tips and tricks, he's your man. Um, you know, so there's a broad range of, of special VIP guests coming that will answer all of those questions as well as the stuff that, that you and I are talking about here. So it's, it's a nice rounded opportunity for people to really get, you know, what it is they're looking for depending on where they are in their business. And I think that's what uh, makes this yeah. event you know, super, super special, as well as, of course, you know, the other um, uh, guests that are coming, the other, you know, attendees, because one of the things that, that I personally love about going to events like this is it's not just the VIP speakers, it's actually the, the other participants. And uh, you Absolutely. can get just as much from and them. And you don't because, know, you know who you, hmm. yeah. You don't know who you're sitting next to, right? And what experience they've had. And just because they might not be doing as much sales, potentially as you at this point on Amazon, doesn't mean to say that they don't have a wealth of experience to offer in other areas. And uh, yeah. I would definitely say that with going that with an open mind, um, it's not just about the sales. It's also about um, the you know just being interested and curious yes. in people. Yeah. And that's oh, what's absolutely. really and gonna, also the friendships. Um, I mean, I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. And and as I said, like the, the friendships. I mean, I know from our first event that we did in March last year, a couple of uh, sellers who'd never met have just been on a holiday in Canada together. So you know, you just yeah, never right. know yeah. what's uh, what's going to happen. So uh, or you might you find a husband like me. Boy, well, there you go. <laughs> No promises there, okay? No promises on that one. No promises. <laughs> not, no, this is, this is not a matchmaking uh, event. Uh, I'm sure there are others like that that you can find uh, in Bali and beyond. But what are you um, – oh, so tell me about your husband because he's coming too, right? Tell me about his business. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So he's in he's in prepping. So he does um, – uh, his brand is called The Atomic Bear. And, um, yeah, he's seven figures plus seller. And um, he's been doing it for the last 20, yeah, since 2015. Um, mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, he loves it. He's, and he's also doing um, a lot of a lot off Amazon as well. And, actually, I was chatting mm -hmm. to him um, before, we, before we started to talk. And he's like, yeah, I mean, I'd love to offer, you know, anything um, around how to, you know, how to think about moving from off of Amazon and how to, you know, start to really make money through that. Influencers, he's used a lot of influencers. Yep. And he's also designed his own products, like with, with, his, um, with his customers, where mm -hmm. they've given him feedback yes. on, his, on his new product. Mm -hmm. So that's really cool. And he also has done, he's a very, uh, he's a scientist by background. So he's very, very uh, data and very mm -hmm. detail focused. And he's got, um, he also has a lot to do with how you actually can save a lot of money and things like that, you know, oh, around, uh, you know, sourcing, shipping, all of that kind of stuff. Beautiful. Yes. So, so you know, he's yeah, official, he's coming. Uh, he's not an official speaker. I'm sure there'll be a lot of, uh, we might sort of pull him up to uh, to offer his opinions, but, but you know, make sure you sit sit down next to him at dinner and, and pick his brains is the, is the thing. That, that's yeah, where it exactly. all happens, to be honest. That's where it all if happens. If you want to learn so, some French as well, you mm -hmm. can speak to him in French. <laughs> Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I'll I'll send my child. I'll bring him. I'm bringing my teenager, so I'll uh, I'll get I'll yeah. get, uh, get I'll get the teenager next to him because we're we're going to France. Oh no, this will be after our French trip. But she is learning French at school, so there'll be good practice. Um, so what yeah. are you uh, looking forward to most about uh, about the event? 
Well, I'm looking forward to obviously coming back to Bali um, and just hanging out with some awesome people. And um, what I would love to offer as well is obviously I've had lots of experience on Amazon, uh, lots of experience coaching people as well. Mm -hmm. And I think there's a difference between telling someone what to do and that but also a real coach is about, mm -hmm. you know, understanding what you want from the mm -hmm. business and from your life and then making sure that you're on that path right and so um i would love to have some awesome conversations with people for anyone who really you know wants to go a bit deeper on why they're doing the business what's their vision um and um you know just yeah hang out with some awesome people that are expanding Awesome. And we're going to have some fun. I've got some uh, some exciting uh, uh, off-site activities up my sleeve that will blow people's minds, i got to say. And yeah. I'm keeping, them, keeping them very <laughs> squarely under my hat. So, and you know, what uh, happens in Bali stays in Bali. So if you haven't yet uh, applied to join us, um, it is by application uh, only for people who wish to come. We have um, a few rooms left, not many to be honest, because we are limited to the number of rooms that we have at the resort. So it is going to be a small event, not a free-for-all. So uh, because of that, we do interview everybody that um, wishes to come to see if it's right for their business and also to see, um, you know, what they can contribute. So it's a two-way street. We, we don't want people that are just going to come and sit at the back of the room and take, take, take. We really want to have a room full of people that are there to contribute as well as learn. So if you haven't yet, the link uh, to the um, information page and the application will be uh, below this um podcast <laughs> whichever way that you are listening to it so uh, make sure you grab that if you don't it's actually the australianseller.com backslash barley is probably the easiest uh, way to find the link if you don't see it on your phone so it's the australianseller.com backslash barley any final words kirsty yeah i'm just like i said i'm just really looking forward to um to meeting everybody hanging out, um, having great conversations. And if you're on the fence for something like this, the thing I would just kind of say to you is, um, you know, are you, what's your intention? Like I said earlier, what is your intention for 2023 and beyond? And if one of those intentions is to start to, or not even start to, but to really accelerate your business in a way that is fun but also means that you actually start to build some relationships with this and it's not just you behind the laptop right yeah and you by yourself and it's meeting those connections that will in a deeper way and that's why i love this event because it's it's small enough so that everybody mm. gets to know everyone and it's not like some big big thing um then um, if that's your intention this year, then you should definitely come to an event like this. It's going to be, I know Regina, she's put a lot of work into it, a lot of effort and time into making it amazing. And that's when you start to, you know, that's when you really sort of have those memorable events where you're like talking about it years later. Oh, do you remember that when yeah. we did that? In that? <laughs> right. <laughs> Absolutely. So, so yeah, so, it's so one of the Chris quickest ways I, uh... to accelerate your business. Yeah. 
Yeah, I absolutely. So Chris and I are looking forward to seeing you. You haven't met Chris Thomas, uh, the other no. um, person involved in this. So he's very excited to meet you. And I'm so excited to see you again and meeting your husband. Yeah. I don't think I've met him. Um, so, yeah, very excited. And thank you uh, for your time today. Yeah, of course. Anytime. All right. I'll see you in Bali. See you then. Bye. Links and show notes for this episode can be found over at theaustralianseller.com forward slash podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher or your favorite podcast platform. Sign up to my email over at theaustralianseller.com and I'll send you a note each time I publish a new podcast episode. Thanks so much again for listening.